1: no not really Trump's get how much do you know how much do you care correct answers ought to be a lot ought to be a lot I'm here to state why I'm Jay Sever. Brexit, if you're at all like me, and I suspect you are, that is to say, if I'm like you, and I suspect I am, I paid insufficient attention to Brexit. I'll tell you what, I also got it wrong, if you check my tweets. God knows, God only knows that I tell you often enough that I'm right, and I prove it by dredging up my tweets and saying, yeah, that's great. I said this seven weeks ago. Here it is. Here's the date. Here's the tweet. I was wrong on Brexit. But the reason I was mostly wrong, I was wrong in that I tweeted a few days ago on the eve of the election, which was Thursday. I said, I think this is going down. I don't see. It will be lovely if it wins, but I don't see it. I was wrong. The reason I was wrong is what's really uh, f- the reason for my mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, and that is I, I bought the propaganda. I bought the people who are coal miners in Great Britain, God bless them, were smarter than I. They didn't buy in to the British propaganda. I did. One of the downsides of listening to the BBC is that the only thing I knew about Brexit was not a lot because I didn't care to know. But the other thing was what I did know, I I learned from the BBC. And that's why I went into this election thinking that Brexit wouldn't win. It did. Shame on me. Why do you care about Brexit? Because it's not acceptable for you to. I mean, I'm here. I am one triple eight nine hundred three 900 nine hundred three three nine three. And incidentally, I want to do. I've been away for what eight days? It seems like much more. Does it seem so to you? I, I hope. Certainly hope so. Look. I want to come back and do, I've spent my whole life preparing to be the front page of the New York Times slash the Washington Post. When really what I want to be is an HBO comedy special. So I've spent the second half of my career trying to merge the HBO comedy special with the New York Times. So stick with me here. I want to come back and do, I want you to pee your pants funny today. Well, you are going to pee your pants, but I'm not sure that the motivating condition will be humor. This Brexit thing is serious, serious shite. As our European buddies might put it, it's also Trumpskit, or it's not, but I have paid so much attention in the last several days. Oh, and by the way, in the last several days, Stacy, Rocky, Maddie, Abs, Caleb, I'm going to leave somebody out and, and to you, I especially apologize. We've been communicating a lot in the last eight days by email, off the air, in addition to the few tweets I uh, offered you. I was was away, but I was not on vacation. I haven't taken a vacation in three years, four. Um, I have a medical condition, and I've been mostly blessed. I mean, a few years ago, I was climbing mountains in Iceland and in Europe, and well, Iceland is Europe, technically, uh, and the Rockies, and, you know, and and I've had this condition for many years, but the symptoms come and go. I finally decided, not because it's any great shakes, but <clears throat> well, it could be, I decided to put it up on, just on Twitter, about a week ago, I sent it to you. If you're on with me, at J-A-Y underscore thingy, at J-A-Y, little underscore thingy, then S-E-V-E-R-I-N, you received it. If I remember, I'll resend it. But I posted it on Twitter. It's an article from the New York Times, pardon me, the first one I've ever seen that accurately describes what I have. And one of the reasons that is true is because no one can accurately describe what I have. Because I have one of those things that is not in the medical journals, because it doesn't yet formally exist. Don't forget, in my lifetime there were television commercials with men wearing medical lab coats with a big pin on their chest saying Doctor. And underneath there was a Chiron title. There were no Chirons yet, but there was a title saying, you know, Director of Adolescent Surgery, Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. And he would go, oh, I love a great camel cigarette. Not only are they smooth, they're good for you. Yeah. yeah, I I saw the, I lived. I saw those television commercials. Okay. So there are things not yet in the medical journals. Uh, unfortunately, I've got one. And I posted it. And the article is called, I think, Dizzy or Nightmares, Take Your Choice, or whatever. Um Only thing I've ever read that's, uh, and I've been, I've been. There are two specialists in the world. Both of them are at Harvard Medical School. And um, I started consulting one of them 15 years ago. And so what happened last week is I wasn't climbing. And I wasn't away with my family. I wasn't surfing. I wasn't climbing. I wasn't even holed up somewhere with Marie Osmond. I mean, give, give me something. Give me something. But I, with none of those, was true. Uh, instead, I was uh, trying to learn how to stand up and walk again, um, without vomiting on my pets and uh, and uh, furniture. And and so anyway, look. I, I'm kind kind of kidding, but not really. But th- that's why I posted it so that you know. You know. And and funny thing is on on a fiscal basis i'm i've been away this year as much as my vacation time allows i've been away more than anyone else what happens is i'm away unexpectedly and so it makes it's it's different than if i say hey i'm going to be on vacation next week you know all of a sudden it's like hi i love you uh, goodbye i love you i'll see you tomorrow and all of a sudden tomorrow i'm not there but the next day i am or I'm away for two days, and you know it, it, And I and I know, I know, and it's a pain in the neck. Believe me, I know. Uh, and so, if you if you're at all interested in what it is, it's posted. I've I've come out of the vertigo, Monnier's disease, uh, closet, uh, if you will. And actually, it's better in the closet because it's dark and damp, and it's great. There's no light, and there's nothing there that can make you vomit on your pets. One triple eight nine 888 900 3393 I just wanted to thank you for your inquiries of loving interest. And if you think I'm kidding when I say that, then you're listening for the first time today. All right. In a moment, uh, Skippy, shall we do this first break so we can come back clean? All right. Skip's producing today. He's at the helm. I want to tell you why I ignored Brexit at my peril and why if you've ignored it, it's partially my fault and you ignore it now, which you won't at your peril, because this is one of the biggest revolutions, nascent, inchoate, Go ahead, huh? in the first break, we've got word of the day for you to look up, nascent. And in Coit, though it may be, this is a revolution which could be on the order of the French Revolution, on the order of the American Revolution, and what it was all about.
2: J. Severin
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: J-7 on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Where have you been? Come on. one 888 900 on the Blaze Radio Network. one 888 Now, I need a favor. I don't know that I can make you care about Brexit. And I'm not going to pull a hernia trying. Not because you're not worth it, but because... It's not worth the prospect of boring you. Uh, so I'm going to give you my best, and my best is if someone ha- were had been away, not only away but away, someone had been on Mars for the last eight days, and they wanted to know about Brexit, and why, and why, and the what the what it really is, and why you must care whether or not you're inclined to because all of those are facts. I mean, it's me. You see, I, I because of my uh, circumstances, I haven't been listening to BBC six hours a day. I've been listening to them 26 hours a day, and, along with the other news and everything. So it's not like I was, don't picture me at a pool with a cigar saying, Marie baby, hand me another penis colada. Uh, not the case. I'm so overprepared that my brain hurts. I got to get this stuff out. What is Brexit? Brexit is a combination, which was inevitable in today's media world. Brexit is a combination of British and exit. And what it indicates is an exit from the European Union. The European Union doesn't really exist. Oh, but it really does. When I say it doesn't exist, what I mean is, of what does the European Union, the EU, here here, in after EU, of what does the European Union, oh, sorry, uh, EU, of what does it consist? Answer, buildings and a lot of uh, stuffed shirt internationalists sitting and lavishly paid with power over everyone in Europe, though they are unelected. It's a super parliament. The European, sorry, the EU is a super parliament, and it passes laws on how much noise an air conditioner can make. You think I'm kidding? It passes laws on how much uh, uh, noise, how many decibels an air conditioner can make, to the pliancy of bumwad, a.k.a. toilet paper. There is every facet of life, if you live in an EU nation, aha, asterisk, 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 if you reside in an EU nation, you don't have... Don't stay home on election day. You don't have a government. You don't have a parliament. If you reside in an EU nation, your government are a bunch of fat asses, internationalist commies sitting in Brussels who make laws that govern every conceivable. Hey, if they're telling you what toilet paper you can use, in Greece, if from Brussels, there are actually men wearing ties, hearing arguments about the pliancy and makeup of bumwad, and they're going to pass laws that take months and on toilet paper, and in, in Brussels, they're going to decide who's wiping with what in Greece, Sweden, Italy, Great Britain, France, got me? You your you don't have a par an MP anymore, a member of parliament. You have it. Of course you have it. They never go away. They multiply. They're germs. Government is a germ. And it multiplies to multiply itself. It's an evil rabbit without the fun. So The EU is a super parliament, exists to pass laws from everything from toilet paper to the noise of an air conditioner to everything imaginable, everything, every government agency, every facet of your private business, personal life, everything done from a super parliament in Brussels. That is the European Union, and that is a fact. That is a fact. What is it dispute is whether or not that's good. I submit to you that patriotically spirited Americans find in our DNA that that is evil, that that is why and how we fought a revolution against our mother country, against the most superior military force ever created on God's Earth the united kingdom the british navy the royal marines everything they had a bunch of farmers kicked their asses i mean i'm an anglophile and there are cousins and i i don't mean to show disrespect but we kicked their asses and the reason why is taxation without representation and taxation as you know equals control the fact is there was a super parliament if you lived in virginia New York, Maryland, you know, wherever you lived, you had a super parliament. Whatever you had locally, it didn't mean shite. You had a super parliament sitting an ocean away that decided whether you could wipe your ass with leaves or uh, the Constitution. You know, it didn't exist yet, but you get my point. Uh, and we wouldn't stand. We wouldn't stand for it. We wouldn't stand for taxation slash control from out there by somebody else, not not self-governance. The EU is a bunch of fat-ass internationalists in Brussels determining everything of every facet of life, every law for everyone in the EU. Now, now, who's in the EU? That's what the EU is. EU has no army. EU has no money uh, other than what it steals from its members. Do you know how much Great Britain, just little old Great Britain, just the beautiful island of England, do you know what it pays per week, per week, to belong to the EU? You know what the membership fees are? It looks like Mrs. Severin's visa bill. Half a billion, half a billion dollars a week. Honey, did you really need this Gucci house? No, I mean, half a billion dollars a week the UK pays to belong to the EU. Now, what does it get for that? It gets entrance in. This was the EU pitch. We're going to make one market. We're going to all become like one country, all of Europe. And you're going to be able to drive your truck across the tunnel or the bridge. And you're not going to have to pay a tax. We're all going to be one people in return for which you're going to sacrifice self-governance brussels will now to people you'll never meet and can't elect or can't sack you can't fire them either you'll never even know who they are will control all of your lives but in return for which theoretically it will be cheaper next time you buy an air conditioner if it's quiet enough
2: j7 on the Blaze radio network Show,
1: only on the Blaze Radio Network. Where in the ding dong heck have you guys been? 1 888 900 3393. 1 3393. I love you and thank you for being here. Brexit. All right. I think I've stated as much as I need what it is. The fundamental deal is internationalists. That is people who don't believe in borders, people who are a Joni Mitchell album from 1974, internationalists who don't believe in nations, they don't believe in countries, they don't, not only do they believe that you should not have to show your passport when crossing from uh, uh, Germany to uh, Austria, there should not be a border. They don't believe in borders. They don't believe in immigration because there's no such thing as an immigrant. We are all citizens of the world. We are the world. We are the children. Internationalists in Brussels said, what we're going to do is we're going to get this mafia going, essentially what it is. If it were in the United States, every precept of the philosophical underpinnings of RICO laws, of racketeering laws, could in theory be used to indict and prosecute the European Union. It's a mafia that went together, went to other governments, other countries, other businesses, and said, You know, this would be pretty swell if we could, you have minimum uh, wage laws in your country, right? All those miners they want to make more? F that. You know, we'll control everything. We'll make things run smoothly. Hey, nice country you have there. Shame if anything were to happen to it, you know what I mean? It'd be a pity. Nice country you got there. 1,700 years old. Be a pity if anything should happen to it, if it should burn down. You know what I'm saying? So the EU made a mafia to control everything, including toilet paper. And it costs you half a bu- 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 billion dollars a week to belong. In return for which, you get to drive between between France and Germany. Without having to show your passport. Uh, a French toilet paper company gets to manufacture and sell bumwad in Germany. Although the Germans, there are a lot of things Germans won't buy from you. Toilet paper is one, believe me. But they, they, they're selling to the Germans, uh, you know, but they, they don't have to pay a tax or a toll. They created a market, a European market, an EU, a European union, and people pay these exorbitant dues. That's what it is. Now, who who's not for that? The answer is people who believe in nations, people who believe in countries, people who believe that, and let me go full J on you here. I People who, when they turn on for all of my life, until very recently, when I turned on a soccer game, it was by mistake. And my, and my wife, my child bride, would say to me the same thing she said when basketball was on. She'd say, what happened? Is there something wrong with the television? We seem to have basketball on, which is how I feel, uh, you know, still about basketball. But I have an admission. No, I was not in that dark, damp closet for the last eight days with another man. I've already lamented that I wasn't in there with Marie. Uh, But I was in there with a tiny little television because Iceland improbably won uh, a couple of, or tried a couple of games and got through to the elimination round in Euro 216. This is one euro you can count me in for. I mean, the the, the, the footy matches. Little Iceland plays little, little, little Iceland. Total population, 300,000 people in the country. 300,000 plays England tonight. Anyway, so it got me a little bit interested, and I have no idea why I uh, mentioned that, but who, who doesn't want this EU deal? People who believe, oh, here's why. People who, when I turn on the television set and I see, it tells me this is Iceland playing Nigeria. I expect to be able to look at the players and know where they come from without knowing who wears which uniform. You get what I'm saying? The Nigerian players, I expect to be black. The Iceland side, I expect to be white with blonde hair and blue eyes. You know why? Because that's what people are in Iceland. that's That's what people from Iceland look like. You know why? That's what people from Nigeria look like. Now, we live in a world where that's not true anymore. I defy you to turn on an international sporting event and tell me who's from what country. Try it. Go on, turn on the television and look at ski jumping There's like a Somalian team. They're all black. I mean, who doesn't? Who didn't grow up ski jumping in Mogadishu? Now, some people will call that racism. Other people who are not morons will call it racialism. That is to say, a particularly sensitive attention paid to race as a component of something. Racialism which does not imply bias one way or the other, merely the presence of a keen awareness that the role race plays, racialism. I haven't heard anyone else but me and my best friend who taught the word to me. Uh, As usual, I'm just going to call him Professor X, my best friend, my climbing buddy. I'm not going to identify where he is. He teaches at one of the very, 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 very top schools in the world. And uh, that's all I can say about him for now. Until my movie comes out, which could be conceivably within a year, year and a half. That's another story. Who doesn't want the EU deal? People who believe in nations. People who expect and want that 30 years from now, if their children visit Italy, there will be Italians there. Eating Italian food. That Rome will not look like and be made up of the United Nations. It won't look like, you know, a Coca Cola commercial standing on a mountaintop. We are the world. No, we're not the world. We're Rome. We're Italians. We're not the world. We're Reykjavik. We're Icelanders. We come from Norway. We come from Norway to Iceland, and this is who we are. This is our culture. This is what we look like. This is how we speak. We're different. You want Argentina? Go to Argentina. You want Fiji? Go to Fiji. This is not racism. Racism, as you know, as you know, is the belief that race uh, is a, uh, a factor in superiority or inferiority. It's the secondary definition of which is it's a a policy, a government, say, policy, a school policy based on race. I have nothing to do with it. I've always despised it. No one had to teach me, but as a courtesy, my parents did. Racialism is another matter. I'm here to tell you that when I turn on the television set tonight and... I happen to see Iceland play England if the entire Icelandic team is black. Do I have a problem with that? Um, Problem. Well, Jay, you picked a stupid term because it's way too broad. I don't know that I have a problem with it, but I'm aware of it, and it doesn't please me. Not because I don't like black people, because I, I've spent a combined year and a half of my life in Iceland. Long stretches of time there. I've been on their television and radio shows. I've written for their newspapers. I have, I have done things in Iceland that if this movie sells, you, you, you may not like me anymore, because guys will do anything to have sex. And I did, Uh, but I, and it worked, uh, and I really have to check. My law firm is checking on the prospect of international indictment, prosecution, other legal problems here. But, you know, my point is I want to turn on the television and if there's nothing on the television, I want to see the team from Italy. I kind of want to say, these guys look Italian. Look at this team. This team is all black. Maybe this team is from Africa. Look at this team. This team is all blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Maybe they're from Iceland or Norway. I don't mind that. I also don't mind if, it's none of my business actually, but I don't mind if half the team you know, in Iceland looks like Italians or looks like Nigerians. The thing is, it's just, I'm opposed to the people who are so adamant about the fact that they're ought not be any nations there ought not be any bloodlines there ought not be any cultures I guess what I'm really saying is my real enemy here is multiculturalism and that to that I openly admit and have since that bastard term was invented there is no such thing as multiculturalism there is no such thing there is a greater chance that the tooth fairy shows up oh may I say fairy anymore there's a greater chance the tooth fairy shows up at your house than a real multiculturalist. Of course, all you have to do to be a multiculturalist is say so. It just so happens, unfortunately, there is no such thing. There are cultures, they are different. They are different for ancient, ancient reasons, for an encyclopedic list of reasons. I am a proud uniculturalist. Put me down as such.
2: This is Jay Severin <laughs> on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> this is Jay Febrin on the Blaze Radio
1: Network. And you are the best and brightest. And I apologize for telling you things you already know today. But I need to know that I've shared with you what I know about Brexit. Because a lot of us didn't care. Mea maxima Copa, But we need to care for reasons I am now stating to the court. Now, we know what Brexit is. We know what the EU is. We know what the deal offered by EU is and and why the member countries, which is virtually every European country, bought in. You know who didn't, by the way? Norway. They export 95% of the fish in the world. They looked at the deal and said, we want to sell you fish in the worst way. But Oslo ain't going to look like blank in 10 years. We're Norwegians, and Norwegians are for Norway, and we aren't going to let someone in Brussels, an internationalist, determine all of our other policies by which we live, including... 10 million Syrians, just by way of example, coming into our country, and we have no say in it, because you know what, my friends, and you are, my friends, you know what, what this is really all about, the the the, the ugly beauty of this issue is that it ain't camouflaged. It really is what it seems to be for reasons I will after the break state clearly fearlessly which no one else has really this is about what it appears to be about there are a lot of different issues involving business airline stocks are down today the pound is at its lowest Value against the Chinese yuan and American dollar in 60 years. The stock market is collapsing. All of this, as Rocky emailed earlier, is, and I'll get into this too. This is the EU, this is the rest of the world punishing residents of the United Kingdom for saying, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, we want back our sovereignty. We want to make and pass the laws and hire and fire the people who make them. We, we are England, we are English, we are Great Britain, we are the United Kingdom. We make the laws by which we live and die. We hire or sack the people who make them. And among them, you don't tell us that the population of England is going to be 90% Pakistani, And 10% native-born England in 20 years. No, no thank you. No thank you. If we want to be Pakistani, if we want to be Pakistan, we'll move to Pakistan. Of course, they wouldn't let us. They have borders. They have laws. You see what I'm saying? This
2: This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Brexit. 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 Exit. Iceland. Uh, Frexit. It's the American Revolution all over again. Could be better or worse, but we care a lot. And we're about to resume our presentation of why. I'm Jay Severin. You're the best and brightest. Veritas. You ben, all right welcome back let's not spend time on excuses at least you're here now 1-888-900-3393 one 900 3393 doing and uh, I have reasons which I can't discuss with you now and I don't mean to sound and it's not in any way uh, double secret probation stuff but um, I have enjoyed the privilege of of Russia's friendship for t- 20 plus years. And uh, we've had o- occasion to uh, talk recently and uh, to converse, correspond. Uh, and um, if you think he sounds like a great guy, he's a far greater guy than even you think. So I, when I get something from him, I always credit him because, God forbid, is the greatest joy of my life is when I say something and then Rush sometimes says it after I do. It's not because, not because I thought of it before he did necessarily. It could just be that he was busy saying something else more brilliant before I did. But I think Rush, I think I got you today because Rush decided today that people wanted to hear more about uh, Trump and Elizabeth Warren speaking in Ohio with Hillary, and 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 God knows that that's a very very important thing, and it's just a judgment call. And Rush ran out of time, and so one of my greatest anxieties returning today was I'm going to have people listening to me talk about Brexit, and they're going to say. Yeah, what did you do, transcribe Rush's show and, like, read it back over the microphone? So I got lucky. I got lucky for once. Rush didn't didn't cover with his unmatched brilliance what uh, I am uh, before I did. Uh, and so when that happens, I'm glad. And this is one of those days. Again, you say, well, it's kind of an empty victory, isn't it? What if you know if, if if rush gets the flu, what does that give you like a week of good shows? <laughs> That's what I'd say to me, but um anyway, I kind of had the field open to me today as far as I'm concerned uh with brexit and though I used to say to you, don't listen to me much about uh international politics because I don't know that much about it, international affairs. Well, I've had plenty of those, so I, I'm, I'm a specialist there. But international politics, pfft, I don't really know anything. I think the last time I said that was the first time I recognized that I know everything about it. And, uh, and I do. And so I don't make that apology anymore. Listen to me. Listen to me. How would you like to pass the time by playing a little solid? Anyway, Brexit. All right, we know what it is. We know who it is. We know pretty much why it is. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of why. The people who were for Brexit, for Great Britain quitting the European Union. And again, I mentioned a moment ago, Norway quit. But then, see, there's two kinds of membership. There's the kind where Brussels and the EU control your toilet paper. And every other facet of your life by unelected legislators, anonymous and beyond your reach. You never even know who they are. And they decide everything in your life for your children, for your family, for your bumwad, for you, you for how many mosques open in your city this year. Uh, you know, is it more or fewer than 100 generally is the question. Uh, but immigration, especially asterisk bigger than Hillary's butt that we'll come back to in a second. So Norway said, Norway, no way. But they do have 100 million tons of fish a week they have to sell. And their number one combined client is Europe is something that is now as a phantom entity called the EU, the European Union. So they said, isn't there some way that we can enter the market and sell all of our fish, but not have you tell us that we have to admit a million Syrians this year? And at first Brussels said no. Then they looked at the money and they said, oh, okay, we'll create a new kind of membership. You know, the only two members of this special kind of membership. Did you know this? Please tell me I'm not wasting my time here. And by that I mean telling you something you already know or couldn't possibly care less about, even if it's me telling you. Okay. The only two members who have the junior membership are both places I would live in a second. Both places I have been, and I would live there in a second. Norway and Greenland, and all of, both of them for the same reasons, and again, as I promised, let's not hide what this is about. It's about immigration. It's about Greenland looking at Germany, and now looking at Germany that admitted almost 2 million Syrians and Africans in the last 8 months, and said, danke, no. No, thanks. No, thanks. We'll just sell you the fish, thanks. We'll pay a tax and sell you the fish. Just give us our junior membership card. We don't have access to the squash courts or the swimming pools in prime time. We get it. It's okay. We'll take the junior, thank you. And so did Norway. And now the danger is, the reason that Europe as the EU is panicking and trying to hurt Great Britain, as it's risk to be uh, returned to, they really are trying to hurt England because, see, the isolationists are in this. Everybody's in this. What's this? This is everything. Why do you get up in the morning? I get up for my family. I suppose I get up because I'm a human. I open my eyes feel lucky to be on the right side of the lawn for another day and say, okay, thanks God, I'll do my best, whatever that is. But if I didn't feel particularly motivated thereby, I would get out of bed for my family. Everyone is in this, whatever this is, for a reason. Isolationists go to work in the morning because they want to destroy all nations and all borders. It is a sickness with them or to be as fair as I can be as much as you and I believe in the constitution and bear loyalty fealty to it the internationalists bear to the notion of no constitution there is no constitution there are no borders there is one world or a lovely wonderful borderless world who said that your Secretary of State, the Secretary of State of the United States of America, John Kerry, said, "As we work toward that goal we all share, a borderless world. That's that's what they get up every morning for. So, the promise they had to make. And by the way, if the EU was something good." Why do they have to offer anything? The, the, an overarching question here is, why are they afraid people will quit? Because uh, the, even they will admit, even they will admit, they have their heads up their rectums to the extent they don't really even understand how much we understand about what they're doing and trying to do. We we understand. They're trying to avoid people quitting. They're panicking over the UK leaving the EU. It's not like they're they're relocating to Venus. They're not leaving the planet. They're not gonna stop selling uh Guinness to France. Why are they all panicked? Because they're now afraid it's going to uh it's going to cause a uni exit. A UNEXIT. It's going to cause a universal exit. It's going to cause all of the other members to say, hey wait a second Neither do I want two million Syrians, thank you. You know, and you know what? The idea of me making my laws for me is pretty appealing sounding. I would prefer that to this fat-ass internationalist in Brussels whom I can neither hire nor fire. That sounds pretty good to me. I want what England got. That's what they're afraid of. More about why in a second.
2: The Jay Severin Show. Only on the blaze radio network. The Jay
1: Severin show on the blaze radio network are the best and brightest. Scott, I meant, I, and I know you're not there. If you're listening, call back, and I'll put you on instantly. Scott from Boston, and I did. Look, several people called. Scott has seniority over those people who did call. And, uh, you know, does that matter? Yeah. Uh, some people have seniority over others. Uh, in terms of way, I don't do who's been on the phone longest. I do, who's been calling me longest, because that means they're more entertaining, better for you, better for the show, plus it's the kind of stuff I believe in. Scott, call back if you can. All right. So we know what Brexit is. We know who was for it, who was against it. What did the EU and the people in Great Britain who were staying, who were for staying in the EU, what did they promise? They promised, and though they never said so out loud, they were targeting their message at working class to mid-middle class Britons, as demographically defined as native-born Britons who earn less as a combined family income, less than $75,000 a year less than 75,000 pounds, maybe about a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe we'll pick that about a hundred thousand dollars, but less. I'm going to go back with $75,000 or less a year, 50,000 pounds, $75,000. Their message was aimed at that group because the polling told them that group was key. That group was swayable. And here are two things that they promised them. Number one, If you didn't know this, Mike, we pay $500 million a week to belong to the EU. Half a billion dollars a week we pay France and Germany and all these other countries. And you know and I know that we're doing it to keep the Greeks afloat because the Greeks are busted and always will be, and the Italians are busted, and always will be. I'm sorry, they're historically not good with money, as governments go. Everyone knows this, no one wants to say it. I will. The EU exists as a giant welfare agency to erase borders, create a single, nationless mass of shite and England pays half a b- 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 billion dollars a week to belong to this. And you know what they get? The aforementioned shite is what they get. They get to sell their air conditioners and toilet paper uh, without a special tax. What else do they get? Uh, you don't have to show your passport if you want to drive from Austria to Germany. Let me see. What else? Uh, and, and I'm Yes, I'm being a wise guy, but I defy anyone to tell me. That I'm not generally correct on this. They get shite. Everybody knows, everybody knows, and I have heard and read in the last 16 hours. I have heard and read the very top experts in the world, academically and from the business world, about what this is all about. And they'll tell you what this is all about is really the economy more than anything, because the economy is why. They need Britain and Germany. Germany is the, Germany prints money. Greece is broke. Italy is broke. Portugal is broke and broken. And if they go under, you know what happens? They don't have to worry about how to stop immigrants at the Syrian border. They're going to have to figure out how to stop immigration from Italy, Portugal, uh, and Greece into other European nations who have great big social welfare networks. Once you can get your butt over the border right now into Sweden, you're a Swede. And you'll you never have to work a day in your life. You get your ass over the border into Norway, you never have to work a day in your life, ever. Free place to live, free spending money, free everything. Free everything for you and all your family for the rest of your life and theirs. That was fine when it was supporting the Norwegians who couldn't work because real Norwegians would almost rather shoot themselves than not work. But if there are no jobs, it was a social net created for people who were needy. Not lazy, but needy. But you know what it can't support? All of Syria! Half of Africa. And if you let the economies collapse, half of Italy, half of Greece, half of Portugal, half of Spain. See where I'm going here? They call them the pig nations. You want to know what they call them? The pig nations. Portugal, Italy, Greece, Spain. The pigs. It's not nice. It just happens to be true. Not personally, just financially. So the first real problem here is that most of Europe is broke. So they created a gigantic welfare machine called the European Union, EU, so they could get half a billion dollars a week from England. God knows how much a week from Germany in order to, like swimmies, the little things you blow up and put under the arms of your little children, swimmies, so they stay afloat in the pool. EU exists as a swimmy for the pig nations, but not, but, but what that does is create the attitudes, which people will tell you on the street, this is all about, which is immigration, immigration, European nations no longer control who and how many people come into their country, except you know who does? England, and the EU was demanding that England give that up and turn over, in addition to all the other lawmaking that controls every other facet of Britain's lives, they demanded now that Britain give up the ability to control, well, number one, their currency, they're hammering on them to give up the pound and use the euro instead, which again makes your pound worth what we're talking about, bumwad uh, earlier, uh, so that's a welfare scam. You know, you don't want euros, you want pounds, sterling. Uh, but the other thing is, they're saying we're, we're going to make your immigration laws, and everyone in Great Britain who isn't a walking around nose in the air butthole knows what that means. That means that they're going to invite the poorest people from all over the world. To become English overnight and the people, the politicians said to them, vote for Brexit and we will give you back your money and give you back your country.
2: Jay Severin, The Blaze Radio Network. radio network
1: stacy uh with whom i'm eloping at some future date uh, i've yet to share this with my family but and i believe for these purposes in group marriage stacy and i are getting an island secretly don't mention anything anyone but we're researching islands that are for sale you would be astounded at what you could get say off the coast of ireland or a hundred other places Really, really astounded. Anyway, so uh, just don't, I don't know if Stacy's comfortable with this, so just don't mention it to her. Uh, love you, Stace. As Stacey. As Stacy reminds us in a tweet she just posted, how would we like it if the laws of the United States, that is to say, if the laws, if you were pulled over when you went out tomorrow, you're on your way to work, you're on your way shopping, you're pulled over. you You're smoking a cigarette. You have the stereo on and the police officer says to you, uh, please turn off your engine. Hand me the keys. I'm placing you in custody. And you say, is this a dream? What? I'm placing you in custody. Officer, why? What did I do? Well, you're smoking a cigarette. Uh, which, of course, is uh, illegal, and uh, you're smoking it in a car, which is a felony, and uh, my decibel detector uh, tells me that the music to which you were listening is too many decibels, is high by seven decibels to comply with international, hence U.S. law. And you say, I am dreaming. What, what what happened? I am dreaming, right? And the officer says, no, no, ma'am. You're just not knowledgeable to be compliant with the new international code, which the United States has signed. It's a treaty. You probably don't know anything about it. And frankly, neither do I. But uh, what I know now is that the parliament, it's called the North American Union, by the way. The NU. Its effect is FU, but it's called NU. It's the North American Union. And that super parliament now makes all the laws governing the residents of North and South America. From Prince Edward Island in the north to Patagonia in the south. And that super parliament sits in, uh, I don't know exactly where, I think it's Mexico City. I know it's not anywhere in America, but I think it's in Mexico City. Could be Honduras. Let me think. No, no, wait. Uh, Could be Chile. I'm not sure. But somewhere there's a super parliament that has made. uh, You get the picture? This would be said as cars whiz by. And if you stopped 50 of them, no one would speak it. 49 of them would contain people who speak no English. And if you were to say anything about it, you'd be arrested for that. So the people who wanted to leave, the Brexists, said, England will give you back your laws and your lawmakers. You can hire and fire who makes your laws, as we've been doing for 15 centuries, without help or interference from anyone else. Thank you. The Magna Carta, anyone? And and we will make sure England stays England by maintaining our borders and controlling immigration. And by controlling, we mean you. You will control immigration because you will hire and fire the blokes that pass these laws. If you want England to look like and live like Bolivia or Ecuador or some other country, go, go to it. It's up to you right now. It's not up to you. Brussels decides get it. Okay. Now those same politicians are admitting a couple of days later. Well, we may not actually be able to give you back that half a billion dollars a week. Oh, and we may not be able to actually do with immigration what we promised. Oh, And this whole thing is going to take years and it could wreck the world's economy. Now you might say, well, Jay, wait a second. If what you're saying is good, if Brexit is good, why would it wreck the world's economy? This is very important to know this is all about, as I said at the top of the show, internationalists versus patriots. If you are a patriot of whatever country you were born in, If you're a patriotic citizen, you are for that country. You are for borders. You are for hiring and firing the people that make your laws. If you're an internationalist, like, say, the Secretary of State of the United States of America, John Kerry, then you will wait for the wonderful world that is borderless, as he said 72 hours ago. (laughs) I like that one. Okay, so now the politicians are saying, we're not actually sure we can give you these things. You know what else they're saying? There is the entire media which said that Brexit was never going to happen. Oh, and by the way, these politicians that were for it, they expected to lose. They are whores. And they are the worst kind of whores, political whores. And I've known plenty of both kinds. And with my apology to the real ones for lumping them in with politicians. They are whores. This was, from the beginning, a cheap trick, pun intended. They never planned to win. They were astounded when they did. They had absolutely no plan. They had no plan legislatively. They had no plan how to deal with the tidal wave of media outrage that they knew would be against them because of the elites in the media. And everybody in the immediate media, including America, is saying that everyone who wanted to vote, everyone who voted for Brexit, is a pig, is a racist, because that's what this was all about. It's what you, you're trying to keep dark people out of your country. That's what it is. That's all this is about, says the media, and politicians, and virtually everyone else you're ever going to hear via, via the media. And it's a, it's a, it's a, Hitlerian evil genius type of public relations effort that they they're pulling off here they're making this about and and i'm so sorry we did not get to talk about this today we will tomorrow the slaughter in orlando you know that was all about guns right you know that the explanation and solution of the slaughter in orlando in the disco was about the Second Amendment. The problem is the, U- the United States Constitution is the problem. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. No, that's the problem. Second Amendment is the problem. Not, not radical Islam. Oh, that has nothing to do with it. Uh, n- nothing to do with it. No, no. It's guns. that the, the, the American Constitution is to blame. You see how quickly they pulled that off? And that's what they're doing with Brexit. By the way, the politicians are now saying we want another election. This one didn't count. The fact that we lost means we ought to get another shot. You think I'm kidding? And by the way, you want to know the thing most likely to happen? That is what's most likely to happen. They're going to have, I predict. I can tell you there are already lobbying heavily for, and I predict there's an excellent chance they will attain what's called a snapshot. They're going to try to have a redo of the election. They won't have an excuse. I mean, they'll have to say something. And what they'll say is, well, enlightened people weren't paying attention. We were tricked. We were lied to. So now that everyone knows the facts and knows how badly it's going to hurt the world, if Britons are allowed to decide British law, if Britons are decide to uh, to decide to enforce their borders, if Britons decide to define and enforce immigration in Britain, since we know the world will you know implode if that happens, we need a redo, we need a snapshot, we need another election. And do you know that like the Times of London et al. are? eating this shite up because these are neo-fascists best and brightest make no mistake about it you they lose an election and so now they want another one uh the scots and there is a deep and bitter irony in this scottish people voted you may recall what was it a year ago could it be 2 years? I don't think so, but very recently the Scots had a national plebiscite, a national referendum. And the question was do we formally create Scotland separate from England? It was the it was the parallel universe question. You know, should the Brits leave the EU? Should Scotland leave Britain? Should Scotland leave the UK? They be their own independent nation with their own currency. And then that was a separate question. Should we leave and still have the pound sterling? And or should we leave and have our own currency? No one knew supported by what, because sheep shite is not selling for a lot these days. Uh and the third option was you know, let things remain as they are. We want to be uh virtually independent our own Parliament, all of that, but we want to be part of the United Kingdom. Well, of course, the final option was uh, fairly heavily preferred, and that's what they did. One of the first reactions to the vote of Brexit last Thursday was the Prime Minister of Scotland saying, "Uh uh-uh, you can't do this, Britain. You can't do this. We'll, We'll veto it. You're not allowed to do this. We're allowed to veto any decision you make politically. That's just the tip of the iceberg.
2: Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay
1: Severin Show. Best and brightest, Uh, this has worked out, of course, unless I've driven you away long ago by boring you, if you're still there, this has worked out remarkably well in at least one respect, and that is having made notes assiduously since last Thursday, anticipating these two hours that we are spending together, I am down with uh, now that I check my notes i they're they're just there is you know like a like a bullet point, and I've gotten through every single one except this last, and we've already even touched on it a little bit. This is to bring us up to speed tonight. You now know if you've been with me for the show today, you now know everything about brexit you know everything about what it is. You know about who voted for it and why. You know who was against it, is against it, and why. You know the status of what is, if not likely to happen, you know what the most cogent likely options are as of this moment. You know, do they do a reboot? Do they stop it? Do they do, do, they do it over again? Do they stick to their guns? What What is it exactly they do? How much will the Europeans punish them? And they are, you know, the Europeans are trying to punish them. All of this stuff about the stock, there's no reason in the world why airline stocks should be falling, why the pound sterling should be falling. There's nothing's going to change. England has not decided to become Czechoslovakia and speak Esperanto and moved uh, the country to the tip of South America. It's everything as it was before, except... The internationalists like Obama, like Clinton, like Democrats, like other people you may know. They don't want you, they know that people are way too stupid to govern their own lives. We need the smart people sitting in foreign capitals somewhere far away to make these decisions. Now, here's why the EU is punishing England as much as possible. Right now, the people who lost are pulling out all the stops, including wiping out so far $3 trillion of wealth off the stock markets and the banks. They're willing to ruin, to drive into ruin, centuries-old institutions and people whose hard-earned pensions are in those accounts in order to force Britain to reverse course and have a new election or to just by mandate, say, nope, nope, we're going to reverse this in order that they can continue their pursuit of a borderless world where everyone is from Syria. That's what they're willing to do. And what they fear is what they need to stop inside the room. What they're saying to each other is we have to do everything, everything that we can do. And we have to do it right now because tomorrow it's going to be Sweden and the day after It's going to be Finland. And the day after that, it's going to be France. And then before any of them, it's going to be Germany who says, hey, what are we crazy? You know, we believe in the EU, but we pay for it. Nobody else does. We're the bank account. Hell, we're the bank. So if anyone is going to get out of this, it's we Germans who are going to get out of it because we pay for the whole shooting match. And so what they are worried about is the disintegration of the EU. Not of Europe, not of any given nation. They're just this institution called EU. And so, if I may, ought you be. I love you. Thank you for being here. The Jay
2: Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.